What a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of amrays and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of Blockbuster Video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom-and-pop video store killer, the corporate big-choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars, who are in the know, arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Talkbuster podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Chipman, a.k.a. The Chippa. And before I get into my very special guest, this is a unique one, guys. You guys are going to love it. Um, I'd like to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. You are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin C.V., Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nikki, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott Arcuri, and Shore Hansen Gusted. And to my newest patrons, Christopher Sadler and Joey Renish, thank you all so much for um, just reminding me that people want to listen to this stuff. I really appreciate it. You know, um, I love everybody that loves this show and you guys that want to give me a little bit of money to help keep it moving is a wonderful thing. So with that, um, my very special guest today is, and I forgot to ask you, uh, make sure it's Andres Mullen. Is that proper pronunciation? Yeah, you said it perfectly. Awesome. Just making sure, because sometimes, you know, you'll you'll read something and think it has a particular pronunciation, and then they'll be like, no, no, my name's Steve. And I'll be like... They're... No, I could <laughs> Yeah, that would have been really rad if I was like, hold up, my name is Steve. He's like, whoa, this guy just changed his name. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just like, <laughs> you never know. Who am I talking to against tonight? Hey, everybody, we're in Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris, it's, it's San Diego. Oh, San Diego! Oh, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> no, anyway, but um, Andres, you you make you make music videos, and um, particularly a music video from a couple of years ago, right? It's about two years old at this point. Yeah, it's about two years old. Uh, the last blockbuster music video. There's only and one, it, one blockbuster left. There's only one blockbuster music video. So there you go. <laughs> no, it's awesome. And the funny thing, right, is if I'm not mistaken, because I I always uh, sometimes the world like puts things in your brain and this this got on the dvd right yeah they they ended up putting it in the dvd and the funny thing is um at the very start 
Well, I had to ask them for, I had to ask obviously Sandy who runs the store for permission and Taylor and Zeke, cause they were making the movie. So I actually just called the store and she was like, Oh, they're making a movie about this. I was like, I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, so I mean, long story short, I had to fill out all these, uh, or like this big document about basically how they could potentially use the, the song in the movie, you know? And eventually they ended up hitting me up and they put it in the special, like the special edition, like the extra, the extras in the, um, right. I say yeah, in that edition, but there was some talk at the start about actually just putting it in the movie. So slightly disappointed, but I'm still super happy. It's, it's in there. Cause, but I, I was like, but yeah, well, they sent me like the big, they sent me like a contract and everything. I was like, wow, this is, I, was like, I didn't even ask. I wasn't going to ask for anything, but this is, but sure. I'll sign this. I was like, I'll sign it immediately. I don't even know what it says. I'll sign it. Oh, that's so cool. And, and, you know, to me, I don't know, like be, being in the movie is, is one thing, which, which would have been, you know, insane. Right. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I always am kind of bummed out and I, I like to give Taylor a, a little bit of crap about it. Cause him and I have been talking for, you know, a long time. I learned of the movie, like just after the Kickstarter closed. And I don't know uh, why that, like, this should have been something that was on my radar, like right at the beginning, but you know, I I literally was like recording my first podcast with Sandy when they became the last in the world, you know, because it was yeah. like, oh, I'll get her on because she's the last in America. That's cool uh-huh. enough. And they'll probably be gone, you know, soon. And instead, it's like, no, we're the last in the world now. We're basically a museum at this point and we're not going uh-huh. anywhere. And I'm like, all right, yeah. that's that's cool. But, um, you know, I think being like like making uh, as someone, um, you know, who makes content on the internet, right, like like, like you, um, and it's always hard to gauge, like, the legs that things are going to get and how they're going to be seen, right? And, you know, nothing about Blockbuster um, is, is going to be, you know, or wouldn't it be great if, but is going to be, you know, like the, the 50 million view thing out there, right? Um, but... <laughs> But at the same time, it, it's a niche market and it has legs and, and people seek it out. And uh, I think it's really cool and kind of unique to be on like a physical DVD of oh, a movie absolutely. of a movie about a place that's basically dead, but like still existing. And all you did was make a fun YouTube video about it. And and th- that's the thing. I know I know, uh, you know, you I, you go through the comments on stuff and. I, I really like the particular brand of of humorous like jokey rap um stuff that you do and, and I want you to talk a bit more about that. But like a lot of your stuff is very um I, I, are you from Colombia? Is that where you're from originally? Uh my mom is from Colombia. I grew up, spent eight years there. So I've so about a third of my life there, and then the other two thirds in the United States. My, my dad is from here, my mom is from there. So uh, it's <laughs> always been important for me to be still connected with it. No, right. And so the, the the thing is, is you can watch one like a handful of your videos and get a different version of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, depending that's true. on that's depending true. on what you're trying to put out there, um, you know. And so this is the first thing of yours I saw, and. Your, your pronunciation and the way you sing this song, it's like when you say blockbuster and I sit there and I'm like, is he from Boston? 
Like, oh, because I'm from Boston. All right, maybe <laughs> that's maybe, true. Maybe that's true. Local. Oh shit. You know, and then I watch. You know, you watch something like um, what you did that uh, the the Gucci Gang parody video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Columbia. which uh, and, and like that's you know you know a very like you know ethnic you know rap song like you know you you definitely play up um your your accent and your you know the other languages you speak right and it's just mm-hmm. very refreshing to see you know a multi-talented thing like that where you're still doing like the jokey rap song but um it's not all just a one note like oh i i, I like how some of your friends i'm hoping they're your friends or people that are just uh, like dude this is total cringe and you're like yeah who cares it's great cringe follow my channel <laughs> I, I, uh, well some of them are friends i mean actually most of those are friends <laughs> but i don't you know it's like that is kind of like i already know that and that's like at, at some like you have to like when I started trying to do do I guess like rap songs at first I was trying to make stuff that was like super serious and then I just I couldn't do it you know I was like I have no way to do this, this is not me so I would eventually just make things that were funny and however they came out would just be how they came out and and, and I was just like if these are you know what people would call cringe but is it like funny cringe then then that's cool because like people still gravitate towards it and they laugh at it they say it's awesome so I mean. Like yeah, I mean those those like I don't even I don't even take that as an insult. When I was always like I was no, trained, exactly. You know? Well, that's the brand of humor it is, you know. And, and that's and that's what I that's what I really loved about about the blockbuster video. You know, is a movie with a guy rapping in a blockbuster about you know late fees and you know having their membership card and putting movies away. You, you gotta have some tongue-in-cheek fun with that, you know. And you had you know the, the little kid in there dancing with you, and you know the oh yeah. Just, it was just a really fun, like it, the video felt like it was produced by the people that made the movie, and and what I mean is you you seem to it's a love letter, right? You you wrote yeah. the video as like a you know, it, it, to me as a, as a fan and someone who uh, like loves talking about blockbuster video. See and, and again, how how old are you? If if you don't mind saying, I I it's you know you can just say no comment if you want, but you know. I like how this story, <laughs> I like how this store and experience ties together all different types of people, you know. Oh man, I'm sixty five. I don't want to tell you my age. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm twenty. I, I'm, I'm still twenty four. I'm twenty five in a week. So there you awesome, go. dude. So and that's what I mean. See, I'm thirty seven, right? Mm-hmm. And you made a video talking about a place that, as far as I was concerned, has been dead for me since two thousand fourteen, right? If not yeah. sooner, probably 2010. Yeah. But I think the last one I ever shopped at was in 2014. And so to me, a 24-year-old doesn't know about Blockbuster. Like in my mm-hmm. head, you know, I I yeah. was working there when I was 17, right? So yeah. that's that's 17 years ago, <laughs> more than that. Yeah. Like that, you know, so um, it's really cool to be able to watch a video that like, you know, I'm listening to and I'm going, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> well that's that's the thing too is like um a lot of kids don't but i think i'm right on that cusp of like where i wouldn't so it's an interesting age i mean 24 i feel like people my age like we're on the cusp of like that where your internet when you were a kid and your internet like you could barely get in you had like dial up i guess or that, uh-huh. i think that's what I, the, the the noises to, to get I on the had, internet, yeah. I, I had dial up for the majority of my internet using life. 
Yeah, so it's different because you had it for the vast majority of it. I had like a tiny section of it, and I also had a tiny section of Blockbuster and that experience with my parents and everything going in there and doing that. Um, so we have like, I know people my age, we have like a very short experience of that, but we have enough of it where it's like this is a different subject. What with like all the meme stocks and stuff, you know, people yep. like buy like you know AMC or whatever, or like just old like stores, Nokia, BlackBerry, because we have. The people my age, we have like enough of that that we, I know that we, you know, people still got to, you know, get movies off Netflix or whatever, but there's still part of us that wants to go back to that. I know that because there's like this nostalgia thing, not just with Blockbuster, but just in general, like, you know, I don't don't know if it's just that you always think that the past is a little bit better, but, uh, but there are just. I feel like a lot of people do feel like some of those things that we used to have, we didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't know how great we had it. Obviously. It's, it's really <laughs> weird. Like I, 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 you talk about, uh, the, the nostalgia and how long you had something. And I'm thinking back to picturing myself at blockbuster at 17. Mm-hmm. And then I think, huh, what was different? A lot was different. What's one of the main thing, main things that was different? We didn't have a camera in our pocket. That's Do you know true. what I mean? My phone yeah. was a flip phone that played Snake when I was at Blockbuster. That yeah. that was it, you know, with the little like Game Boy LCD screen. You yeah, know, I played I, I a think, lot of Snake too. I think maybe my cell phone was one of the first phones you could text on. Text was a new thing, right? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like it's very weird to think. So like. Blockbuster was very big, and, and this is why you don't see a lot of photos. Um, Blockbuster kind of died before Facebook and stuff exploded, you know? Absolutely. So, like, I feel like if Blockbuster was there now, like, you, I try to look up and go, oh, I want to find a picture of what the store I worked in looked like inside. You think anyone I work with has a picture of Blockbuster? No one has a picture of it. One, because people weren't carrying phones. And two, the company, like, forbid it. Like, you literally could throw people out of the store for taking photos in there because the product was copyrighted and they didn't understand at the time, you know, now, like, culture is just, no, share stuff by taking pictures of it. That's free advertising. Uh-huh. And, you yeah. know, and back then it was like, no, it's not. Paramount owns the cover of that movie, and people can't take photos with it. It's like, wait that's a minute. That's crazy. I think, yeah, that's funny. I didn't know that part. Well, I mean, think yeah, about it this way. Like, still, still to this day, right, if you watch a sports game on TV, it's technically illegal for you to, to um, record it. Technically, <laughs> I didn't know that was still illegal. I knew it used no, to be. They still say it. This cannot be duplicated, recorded, or shown after airing without express written consent of the National Football League. Uh-huh. And well, it, I remember and years yet ago you when can... I saw some video of some guy like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, years yeah. ago when I saw some, some video of some guy that had done like a bunch of counter, like he had like recorded a bunch of these on VCR and it was like illegal and he had some business or something, but. Wait, go ahead. I was just like that. Well, I was crazy when I saw that. I was like, "Wow, this sounds like a good business to me." That doesn't sound like that hard to do. You just, just put a VCR in there. You all, all of a sudden, you have the football game. Who's going to find out? Exactly. <laughs> and it's it, it's one of those things. Like, really, are they ever going to punish anyone for it? Probably not. Yeah. But at the same time, it technically still is. Um, and you know, it it is it is kind of cool to to think about the way things are are consumed. And I I want to hear your story and like how you. Well, one, how you ended up 
you know making making rap videos number one and two what's what's your story with blockbuster like when when did you when do you first recall going to one and you know when did you like realize that this one that you ended up filming this video at was was going to be the last one like what's your what what what's and and what and why fresh tuna there we go there's another one oh it's not with the fresh tuna part i mean that i was well i guess this goes back to when i started making videos so when i started making videos like i said i would it was always like trying i was trying to i don't know make something serious i guess when you know you feel things you feel mad you feel sad you feel like you're in love or whatever you try to write about it and yep, sometimes it works for certain people but you know i'm not the weekend and i don't have like the angelic voice but i did realize what it, uh, we were walking so i was i was at u of o I was university of oregon um and i was with one of my roommates and a good friend of mine named charlie and we were walking around like the neighborhood near my house near our house where we were staying at and there was a sign on one of the poles that was just stuck there that said fresh tuna and it had a number um <laughs> and we were like we we're like oh that sounds like a mixtape cover that sounds like a song or something and i was like yeah you're, you're right you know and i just kept thinking about it and it was just a guy you know selling tuna and i guess this is a normal thing that they'll put this up in the uh, at, like certain towns on the coast of oregon and you can call the number you can just get some fresh tuna or you can get some some fish or whatever but that doesn't really happen in, in eugene oregon especially a college town where people are just going to be you know calling the guy and blowing up his phone as a joke uh, right of course eventually... i need it's two in the morning i need the tuna <laughs> yeah yeah basically that's how i called the guy up and i i told him i was making this song and and he was like wow this is crazy he was like yeah people always just call his number to like mess around with me and they try to buy anything um and and eventually i was just like kind of like oh, fresh tuna fresh fresh tuna like what can i make out of this and then i i eventually made a song out of it um where it was just like just to the basics of just going out. No, I think going it was going to Winko. So we did um, a video in Winko, and it was it wasn't even pl like it was planned, but we didn't even like ask for permission or anything. We just went in and started filming, and eventually we filmed the whole thing in there, and they didn't kick us out. But um, but yeah, and that was a, the 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 first one that I made like that, where it was just um, just talking about having a good time with your friends and going to Winko, going to the store, like the simple stuff that people do. So that's how I ended up making these these videos. That's how I ended up being Fresh Tuna. And as far as Blockbuster specifically, man, I mean, when I was like eight or nine, I remember going to Blockbuster when I was a kid, but those are like far away memories. But uh, I mean, why did I actually make the video? To be completely honest, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I heard about it being the last blockbuster, black, last blockbuster, and people were talking about it in the news a bunch. And I was, this is how I am. I was just like, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon right now. Of and, course. And, and I'm going to make this. Yeah, you know how it is. And, and, and that's, the, that's the way you do it, especially 2020, 2021. It's just, something's blowing up. And I could relate. It's not like I was like, oh, I don't know what blockbuster is. But, um, well, no, but yeah. Dude. Dude, e even even though like I I do a blockbuster or a video store branded show, I just happen to come about it at the right time. But you know, a lot of people, you know, my comments will come in. So this guy just jumped on the uh, you know the last blockbuster bandwagon to uh, you know, and I'm like, no, like quite ironically, I just wanted to talk to my friends about blockbuster, and then literally found out there was there was like three stores left in the world. It, it kind of was just right place at the right time. But at the same time, thank God, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it gave it, it gave me content. <laughs> Hooray! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, it, I just knew that I could make this video, and no one else could make a video like this. Nobody else was going to make a video like this, and there's only one in the world. So it's like, you know, I've heard, I've seen some videos of people like going across the country to see Blockbuster and all this other stuff, but I was like, I'm only three hours away, and I, it just was such a like a slam dunk. Um, no, had you had you ever been there before to this particular? I had one? not. I had not been to this one, and the funny thing, I went there, and I had been to other ones in Oregon, but they long clothes, and it felt so weird when I went there. You know, I thought I was just going to be like, oh, we're just going to shoot the video, but going back in there, it was like, this is, I don't know what it is, but it, it there are other places that are old, like throwbacks, I guess, but going in there was, it was weird, because it, it, was, it was like, this is a, a relic, and I don't know how to explain it, man, but it felt like you were stepping into the past uh, immediately. Right. I, I had aspirations, um, you know, obviously, thanks to uh, the wonderful scenario that we're stuck in in the world right now and people's uh, inherent selfishness to keep it going on and on and on and on. I'm not going to be able to for a bit, but uh, luckily, they're <laughs> sta- luckily they're staying open, um, it seems. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I-, I was supposed to travel for work to the west coast which you know doesn't happen all that often for me yeah yeah. i was like perfect opportunity i'm going a day early and i'm stopping in bend Uh, (laughs) like you know that would have been awesome yeah absolutely (laughs) uh, especially because you talked to sandy and everything it would have been cool no it would have been really cool uh so like um i imagine you know you brought you contacted them before this and like you know got their permission to come in there and do that and as as my experience with sandy and everyone there has been they're just amazing so i feel like i feel like this was a lot of fun to make this video absolutely and and they actually yeah and this time i actually asked for permission because i was like i'm a i'll actually ask for permission instead of just walking in like i did at winko and just like started filming um and and it was great because they, we did it at a time it wasn't busy. But even when there were people, Sandy wasn't there, but there was there were the people that were working there. Were just, I don't remember their names to be completely honest. I should have, but they were just like high school kids or around that yeah. age. Yep. And, and they just didn't even give a fuck about. It. I was just like filming in the middle of the store, and like there were customers around, and it was just like, well, it's cool because. You know, they they they're just like whatever. <laughs> they're like this guy's like making a music video here. They're just like used to like stuff going on in there all the time, probably. And right, which were, is... and that. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. You're you're just you, no, and, you're you're bringing up all kinds of stuff. Keep keep going. Keep going. And people thought people thought it was cool in there. And then like the the kid that was in the video was like, I want to be famous. They're like ah, and then I started dancing. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I don't know who this kid is, but you know. Well, you know, most people were super chill about it, super happy. There were like a couple of super. It was funny. There was like a one or two like super grumpy people. They were like, "We're like, hey, do you want to be in the video?" And they're like, "Get out of my face!" <laughs> like, okay, goodbye. Um, <laughs> but but almost everybody was was really cool. And even the 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 guys that were working there, uh, uh, you know, the way I am, I'm just like, "Hey, do you guys want to be in the video?" And then they're like, "Oh." And I'm like, okay, now you're in the video. <laughs> like, you didn't reply, so that's a yes. Uh, you uh, you, you need to um, and I'll 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 find his uh the name of his channel because off the top of my head, because uh, it's not just Ryan Harding, even though that that's his name. He, he's got a 
name um, for his production, but he makes he makes rap videos. Um, he's got a, he's got a lot of friends at Sandy's son, um, and he's he's a photographer. And so I wasn't sure uh, when I saw your video the first time. I'm thinking, oh man, did Ryan make this? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, um, he, yeah. he he dabbles in in similar stuff with his buddies. But uh, I think I think you two should should contact and maybe uh, maybe there could be a sequel. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I had no idea. Yeah, no, and he's probably one of the people that was in there because he's the assistant manager, even though. At the time you met him, he would have been like 17, and I think he's 20 or 21 now. Yeah, so uh, you know he's he's a yeah, he's a yeah. good kid. And that's weird to say, good kid, but I was a kid when I worked there, so we're all kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time goes by fast, so we still feel like kids. All of a sudden, we're like, oh man, old and full of responsibilities, but we're the same person on the yeah. inside. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, have you have you seen the movie? Dude, I still haven't seen the movie. I feel terrible about that. Now that you asked me that question, I'm like, I'm no, it's okay. It. No, it's no, okay. I know. You... I'm like, I keep telling myself I need to buy this movie and watch it, you know. And then I, I like, still haven't done it, and I'm just like, what's wrong with? Well, me? dude, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> buy the physical one so you can. I mean, I, I know That's that what I'm about. I know that culture is different, and like, you know, for example, I, I started dabbling in digital copies of movies where that is not. That does not fit my MO. I am a physical media guy. But what I do is I buy the ones that come with the digital code so I can still have the DVD because I want to have it. But, uh, you know, it's just one click to get there. But I could see, you know, like how 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 often do people make photo albums anymore? You know, like physical ones. You don't. It's just go. It's here. Mm -hmm. It's a click away. Like, I don't need to own a Blu-ray with my music video on it. My music video is on YouTube. But to me... If when I was 17, if I made, you know, like a five minute long thing that ended up on an actual released movie, that would have been like, oh, my God, I need I need to have it. And I need to buy one for my mom and my brother and my sister. But it's it's just a different uh, way of consuming media. So it, I, I can understand it. You, you don't have to be ashamed. Yeah. Of it, but, well, but I'm re- planning to I'm still planning to get that physical copy. The, the reason I was going to say it is the, the coolest thing about this store to me. And I don't know if you knew this when when you went there is it's not a corporate blockbuster store. No, I know that. And and it can't that, be. there's no corporation anymore. And th- and that to me <laughs> is the best part of this story because the company that was known for oh the big evil corporate giant came in and forced, you know, either video stores to close or become a blockbuster, which is what happened with this one. You know, the the Tishers owned like four or five video stores called Pacific Video, and I think on their door it still says Pacific video, you know, managed and operated by Pacific video or something because they kept that, but they're literally a mom and pop store that blockbuster was supposed to have killed that outlived blockbuster. And I think that's really cool. You know, absolutely. And, and well, that's funny because it brings up that thing about the stocks again. You saw that um, blockbuster liquidations or something. I didn't even know that existed, but (laughs) it went up like it just shot up. And I just thought it was so funny that people were just going into the stock market and, just kind of buying these things just because I think some of them thought they're going to make money, but some of them were just like, we're just buying this because we just think it's fun. You know, this is like our, this is like what we like. This is, and they you know, wanted, we're just going to shoot this prove, up. And they wanted to prove that they could do what the crazy hedge fund people do. And I think that's really cool. I know. And it was, it was just so funny to see. It was like Tootsie Rolls going up and then Blockbusters going up and we're all just going, we're all just in this together, like just shooting these things up because we feel like it. And, 
Um, and I know that was that was even they even like posted about it and everything. And but it is like the um, yeah, it's like it's it's funny because it's there's no. I mean, I'm sure this blockbuster liquidations. I don't think it's the same thing, but like no, it's not. No actual, yeah, there's no actual like uh, there's no actual corporation anymore. Like you, I went. I even tried to like look at their website and everything, and it it's, it's like there's a website, but it used to. I remember this is different also, but Blockbuster at some point had been bought by Dish. I think like Dish. They Network. still are owned by Dish. They're still owned by Dish. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if they were still Sandy. Sandy every three years has to uh, has to get Dish to reallow them to be a blockbuster, and they're never going to say no. You know why would they? You know what I mean? But um, they still have to go through the official thing, and that's actually part of the movie is like the waiting to hear back. Are they going to get to be renewed to be a blockbuster? You know, and it's like, oh, that's that's really cool. Um, that's funny. I don't know if you saw uh, when they did the um, uh, the. What's that thing when you live in somebody's house? Um, oh, they did the Airbnb there. The Airbnb, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> this is how this is showing my age. What's that thing where you kids buy someone else's house and live there? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, they did the Airbnb and Blockbuster went crazy on the internet for a day. Absolutely. And, and Blockbuster's official Twitter account, which is just manned, I'm sure, by somebody at um at Dish, it's not the people at this store, you know, showed up and said, Oh, wow. Um, we haven't, you know, just just checking in. We haven't been here, you know, for since like 2014 or whatever. I wonder what our late fee is, you know, and like they had a lot of fun with it and people were sharing it and going crazy. And then at the end of the day, they said, All right, fun checking in. Um, we didn't really like what we saw, so we're going away now. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> saw like, that. That's hilarious. And uh, uh, they're like, That's enough. And they came back and did the same thing during the stock market thing. They they did a little I, I like funny that. tweet about it too, which I, I thought was kind of cool. Um, didn't have to think about any of this when I was working there. I think near the end of my tenure at Blockbuster is when I first got a Facebook account and it was because my university finally got it. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that that's how that used to be? No, I didn't know. It's because it, uh, well, I, I guess it was something about that, but I didn't know that was actually like that. So Facebook and, and this, this was the wild thing, right? Cause this has only been, you know, what, like. 15 years since this thing was around and I was in, this was around like 2005, 2006. What it was, was it was created to allow college. It was, it was like a for your college, like friend community. Right. So it was originally created for fraternities to use. And, um, and it, and it grew like, you know, it was, I think it was for MIT fraternities is where it started or something like that. And, um, it grew in the ideas your school had to incorporate it into the school, you know, so you could only get into it with a college email account. So if you had a, you know, I went to UMass Lowell. So we, this big thing went around campus. Facebook is coming in like two months and your, your college UML um, ID like account is going to let you access it. And it was a huge deal because we didn't even know what it was. It was just like, we're going to get Facebook. What's Facebook? You know, and uh, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and, then, and then I got it and, you know, then right around the time we got it, it opened up to the rest of the world. And then, then it became and this is how you share, you know, your life with your family that you don't, you know, live with immediately. And then it turned into the 
whatever it is now. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, and, the crazy cesspools. Yeah, of but, everything. But it started as this, you know, like just janky, like, like, um, next evolution of like AOL Instant Messenger, you know, or or, or whatever. And and I, and a lot of people just don't didn't know that. Like, because if you yeah. weren't in it, if you weren't in college at the time, all you knew is that, oh, Facebook is here when everyone at it, you know, but uh-huh. it, was, it was, it was spreading like a disease, you know, you'd be like, oh, oh, well, uh, you know, this college got Facebook. Why can't we have Facebook? What is it? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, having any of this stuff granted is this the thing that, you know, eventually kills off a company like Blockbuster? Probably, you know, you can't, you can't have a 9,000 store company and the internet going so strong at the same time, but it would have been kind of cool to have worked in one with a smartphone. And cause I I made some movies with my friends when we worked there. We didn't make them in the store because the company would have, you know, drawn a quarter in the square in front of everybody. But, uh, (laughs) You know, we we made you know some horror movies and stuff together, and they've made their way online now. But back then, you couldn't. There was no YouTube when we made these movies uh, to put it up. Yeah, uh, it would have been really cool. But uh, you know, the, this this is just awesome, and and I really and I really do like your video. And I I want to give a chance to talk. Um, you know, obviously we can talk blockbuster the whole damn time, but you know. You talk about you wanted to do serious stuff and ended up being, you know, more jokey and that's like the niche and that got people watching. But at the same time, you know, I always think back to a lot of rappers and, you know, content creators or people that get popular. You mean you look at someone like Eminem, Eminem broke out into the world with with jokes, right? It's true. Like, yeah. And I always I always like to remind people that because I, I think, you know especially with like eight mile, the, the contemporary view of, of Marshall Mathers, right. And is, Oh no, well he, he wrote, you know, the, the serious song that was like nominated for an Oscar and everything. And it's like, yeah, he can, he definitely can do that. Like, in fact, some of his best stuff I think is the serious stuff, but he got onto the scene by, no, I'm going to make a video where I'm, I'm, I'm being disgusting and, and swearing and making jokes about pop culture and you know, all this. And yeah. so uh, there's definitely a, a thing to be found in that, you know, tongue-in-cheek like pointing at the fact of yeah i know i know that i'm having fun and i want you to understand that i'm having fun and you know it's you're you're winking at the camera almost the whole time and i enjoy that i i had a guy on one of my other shows recently um called nudge sounds and if you (laughs) i i I think you would enjoy this guy but he does he does folk like single guy with a guitar folk music and there's only four songs. He's from the Boston area, but his big uh, one that like kind of went a, like a mini version of viral, like your uh, last blockbuster one, is he wrote a song about Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit. Oh, and okay. Well, that's so a good idea. A, so it's a folk <laughs> song, but talking about how the world would be such a better place if we could go back to the simpler times of Fred Durst, and <laughs> it's hysterical. And it's done in the exact same way you're doing this. It's like, you're basically looking at the camera and going, I'm talking serious right now, but we all know that this is just a joke, <laughs> you, you know? Absolutely. And it, I, I really enjoyed it. I think his, his chorus was something like, um, what did it say? Uh, uh, um, what was the song? The Faith. And I'm, I'm going to get this completely wrong. But um, George Michael sang about faith, but did he really mean it? We all know that Fred Durst did, and that's because he was screaming. 
and oh. it's just like all right this is awesome um and uh i just i just love that stuff so like what um you know you talked about the fresh tuna and that being the inspiration but what's uh do you just kind of hit on like things that are you know funny to you or popular at the moment or what's um what's kind of the inspiration behind all this uh a little bit of both i mean at this point i've just realized it it's it's had been said a hundred times but it's all just about doing more and creating more i mean part of the reason that i quit my job is i realized i was doing like you know i've just i've been working as a recruiter headhunter kind of thing and spending all this time in an office you know how that is you know it's it's, oh, it's yeah. part of just life you know you have to do it sometimes but but i realized i just need to do do more so there there are times like the blockbuster thing the tuna thing where it just comes up or there's things that are just in popular culture i mean i don't know so i, I did the song about the soda harritos which yep. um which was pretty cool too and there's like a few different things there that i did that were like popular but then there's also just ideas and you know some of them get hits and some of them are just so random that you're like you're like i kind of made this video and then i didn't actually think if anybody was like gonna like even watch this because it was like i like i did one about be, like a chef and i just i it was literally because one of my friends um was like sent me like a snapchat where he was like uh like i'm a fucking chef i don't know what else and he was like cooking and then i was like oh I was like oh let's make a song about that you know um so a lot of just random ideas and things that i just my friends are talking about or things in popular culture but it is true that if you can hit on things like blockbuster or just things that are popular like that's what people that's what people watch i mean that's i know that that changes so quickly so you don't want to just stick on that you don't want to just be like i'm making what people want to watch but if you can make your own version of that then then that's what that's what hits i mean especially right now with like tiktok and all this other stuff i mean it's hard to keep up, but oh yeah, but I, but I think making your own version of what's popular is, is what I've, what I've been hitting on more. Like, and I realized that that, that works. It's like, you know, related to your own life and related to to what you like, but when you're like hitting like a niche like blockbuster, like that's a, that's a niche that, that that exists. Like you know that there's people that care about that and blockbuster is crazy i mean i don't even know how many people like i have people like hitting me up from like mexico and like they're like i don't know i went to the you know like you're like i wish i could go to the last blockbuster and so i speak spanish so i can talk to them and stuff and oh that's awesome yeah stuff you know people can relate to and that that that's the cool thing about this right you know us creating stuff in this world now is you know, I, I thought, you know, really small potatoes when I when I came up with this show. It's like, I'll get to talk to my friends, not even thinking that, wait a minute, it's a podcast. If someone has an internet connection, I can talk to them, you know? So mm-hmm. a couple months ago, I talked to a guy who, um, and, and I'll be talking to the guy that managed the store too, but a guy who shopped at the last Blockbuster in Australia which was the one that closed and then made Sandy's store the last in the world. That's true. Yeah. And I, I literally was sitting on my computer at like 11 PM talking to a guy in Australia at like two in the afternoon the next day, you know, about blockbuster video. And this is a place that, you know, I would love to go someday, but quite honestly could be somewhere I never go in my lifetime. 
and we we sat yeah. and talked about the same experience. Mm-hmm. Like how yeah, wild is that? Right? Like, yeah, that's so cool. Um, now, and and I and I I don't mean this in, in a negative way at all. I just like to ask because you know I I sing. I'm I'm a singer. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a professional singer, but it's what I like to do. I dabble but, in trying to figure out guitar and bass and stuff like that. But are are you a musician? Do you do you play or put together any of the beats you use in your songs, or is it just uh, the singing and you collaborate with other people? The mostly, yeah, just the singing and the collaboration. I mean, the singing. So I, I've dabbled in, yeah, like taking singing lessons and all that, and I've done that. Um, I can't say that I've. I think I've. I well, I definitely have improved. I can't say I haven't improved, but um, but I haven't stuck with it as much as I should. And I think part of the reason that I've realized more and more now, and just in general, is that you know part part of what I'm gonna hope to do in moving forwards is. I think this music video, like I'll, I'll always be making more music videos. I have more coming up right, like right now. I'm actually working on one this weekend and I'm always, and, and it's actually, it's, it's actually about, so, um, this will be funny. It's, it's, about Mayor McCheese, the from McDonald's, and like I have, Dude, like I were, made the entire. You were, you, were, you were my kind of geek, man. I love this. I made the, I made the entire freaking costume. So I have an entire burger head I made at home. Like this was like this was like labor intensive. I was like, I'm not even a crafty uh, guy. This took me hours. No, um, no. Here's here's something funny. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Here's something <laughs> funny though. Have you ever encountered Mayor McCheese? Or are you, or is this just like out of like, cause mayor, like, I don't, you've, I'm sure seen the photos of what McDonald's used to look uh, like. I lived that shit. Like the way that like this. McDonald's had the like yard play yard with like the crazy like sculptures and characters would come out like Chuck E. Cheese. You'd have like a mayor McCheese there on your birthday, like running around like McDonald's was, was a terrifying place. For like, it was uh, it was, and and so did, did you ever like had you had you gone to a McDonald's in your lifetime when the branding for all that was still there, or is this just because you know about it and it's funny? Well, when I was really really young, there was still some of that branding. I don't oh, think Mayor McCheese Mayor oh, awesome. definitely didn't, make, but they and then like gave me like for one of my birthdays when I was like a kid, they gave me like you know, a bunch of McDonald's toys that like were like those guys, you know, but, um, but that was, but that was the tail end of it and they were already disappearing. And I mean, we would still like get into the, the playland and like get all the little balls and stuff. But I mean, it wasn't like, it was definitely the tail end. I was, I was like, when I was a little kid, I I really wanted like Ronald McDonald to be like a real person, you know, like all that stuff when I was like really small kid, but but I mean, yeah, it was it was the very end of it. But I can't say Mary Cheese did not exist when I was alive, at least, or or maybe when I was like one year old. But I, but they got rid of him pretty quickly because he was like some kind of like copyright infringement of. Yep. Yes, like, he was. Yeah, like technically stolen or something. I don't know. I was like, man, that sucks. But but I'm but this is what this is kind of what I do, and this is may I would love to like actually learn how to sing and become really good at that, but first and foremost like just creating things even if it's just even if it's not a song so that's what i would try to get into too like just making more like just parody videos of anything of just doing stupid stuff because i realized that sure everyone gets a little bit nervous when you're doing something in public but i feel so good when i do that stuff it's it's like it's better than 
not doing that. It's better than being like, I like having, I'd rather have the camera on me than not. So, I mean, even if it's just acting a fool or whatever, I mean, even I, you know, I don't want to just end up, you know, like a lot of the guys that do like, there's so many like pranksters out there and stuff, but, um, but I think coming at it with something new and, and just making stuff. So I think that's part of it where I was like, I was really getting into learning how to sing, learning how to sing. And then I was like, I'm all, I'm not even able to spend time making videos. And then I spent more time making videos, whatever, even if it's like TikToks or, or music videos or whatever. And I'm like, this is, this is what I really like. Like, this is just, this is great. You know, there's so many people doing it, but at this point I don't even care anymore. Like I'll just do it as much as I can just cause I love it. Right. And, and it's fun. Like, just like th- thinking back to, you know, doing this stuff. And it's like, I started doing that show with my brother and it's like where we were doing a show like twice a month. And I'm like, how, how do people do this? And then I like got addicted to it. And now I'm like, I, I have enough content right now, like recorded where I could put out two podcasts a week and cover myself to the end of March right now. And wow. that's really cool. And, and I just do it like this, like this is, it's a free time. It's like therapy. It's a good time. Like we're, we are creating right now, even though we're just two, two, you know, people getting to know each other, having a conversation. Right. And that to me is, ex- it's exciting. Cause it's like, now there's days of me talking on the internet now to people. And mm-hmm. I don't, and, and not to say, I mean, this, this is work, you know, there's editing and all that stuff involved, but I love it. You know what I mean? Like why, why would I want to do anything else? And it's the same thing creating these videos. You know, I, I've, I've watched probably about ha- half of what you have here just to, you know, cause, cause I was like, Oh my God, wait, he's got a lot of stuff. Cause I had seen the blockbuster video and then I'd saw the Gucci gang remix separate from this because my my office mate in work was you know he's he's in his early 20s and he was informing me about the weirdness of new popular music right now cuz i yeah. you know i'm one of those weirdos that you know got his music from listening to the radio and buying CDs and not just having a spotify playlist that told me what i needed to listen to and um which is fine but he said he goes <laughs> He want to know because this is this is considered music right now, Chris. And he played this song Gucci Gang, which he goes, the guy is literally just saying Gucci Gang over and over again, <laughs> like this is the song. And then so I had actually found your your parody separate from this blockbuster video because it's like, oh, I've already watched this before, and so I watched it again, and I really like it. And you're working with some people that definitely I don't know if it's just you and a camera or if you have friends that dabble in in video production i know that it's with phones and everything a lot easier to make good looking stuff but it's still you can film the prettiest picture in the world and not know how to edit and it'll look like crap you know and uh your stuff the the production value on it is very good for internet channel videos you know it's it's not a it's not an easy thing to do to make stuff like this in in my opinion yeah and that's the thing is so i've been lucky enough where like the the blockbuster video it was literally just a friend of mine that came with me and filmed the entire thing so you know i, I didn't even pay him anything i mean i gave him probably like a beer or something but he wanted to make it with me i've had i'll like ask my little sister to film for me or i'll ask somebody else to you know or I'll ask like a like friends to just film and like it won't even be like the because we have a good camera because i have a good camera and we get enough shots and i tell them like uh, just hold it still you know that that's enough where editing it is 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 like a challenge but it's not 
it's not too hard. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've worked with a lot of different people cause there's been just whatever friend you have around at the time being, you know, I mean, when yeah. uh, I, I did one at Starbucks, even when I was in college and, you know, that was, um, just one of my friends from college while I was working at Starbucks. And I think that's still the only music video ever filmed inside of a Starbucks. Cause that's not even like, I don't think we're even supposed to do that either. Um, oh, I, I was involved in a gorilla video filmed inside of Starbucks in college. Um, my, my friend Chris, uh, used to have on this channel called three story piggyback. And this was, this was punk rock. Chris, he, he was my, uh, straight edge friend. He's just still a really good friend of mine, but we hung out a lot in college. He, you know, he, he's your straight edge friend that gets into more shenanigans than anybody that like drinks or anything else, because he just has some, all this time in the world to just love life. And he was a really, really energetic over the top kid. And he would do, you know, just fun, like jackass style videos. And the, the three story piggyback came from a move we did at concerts. I was, I, I'm, I'm a much smaller version of myself but i'm a six foot tall guy and in college i was six feet tall and like 340 pounds i was a big dude and um i'm never going to not be six feet tall but i would take these two skinny you know emo kids and throw them on my back and we'd run out into the middle of a mosh pit and do the three-story piggyback that was the that was the thing oh. and uh, that's where he that's got cool. the name for the site but he did this thing where he he dressed up in like you know like a, as like a super like you know pocket protector and glasses you know slick kid and like dockers and comes in and asks you know hey do you mind if i set up my computer you know and, and use your use your uh use your internet and we filmed at gorilla so he, oh, yeah, cool. and he goes all right he goes do you guys have like an ethernet plug-in because um i my computer doesn't have wi-fi oh yeah and then when they bring him a cord and he proceeds to come in and set up a cathode ray tube computer screen like full-on like tower with a power strip and everything and sit down and like crack his knuckles and start working in the middle of a starbucks and it oh, was that's hilarious. Smart. Now that's that's like before his time right there because yep. that's kind of frank that you could put on video right now and you get some hits off that because yeah. yeah yep I mean remember he set up this site before YouTube existed right that was uh -huh. that, that was the so yeah he's got to get that stuff back out there but we we you know we would do a a twenty four hour um scavenger hunt the kind of scavenger hunt where they give you your Miranda rights at the beginning, because someone's probably going to end up in jail. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it would have thing when we re we recorded it all and then cut a video together and people would vote on who did the best job. And, you know, it, it, it just reminds me of this kind of like, you know, viral video stuff. And we were just doing it to have fun. You know, it would say things like going to uh going to a store and buy three things on their own that shouldn't be concerning to anybody but bought together, you should get a rise out of the clerk and see if you can get his reaction on video. So, you know, you'd buy like, yeah. you know, uh, like, you know, um, <laughs> rope and a videotape and a how like a little kid's Halloween costume. <laughs> you'd be like, I'm buying these together. Oh, this is not good. You know, and, and we never got a reaction out of anybody and or get get the people at Carvel to write something dirty on a cake. Uh, you know, oh. <laughs> like I slept with your wife. You know, or something like that. We got worse than that, but um, they were they were pretty bad. So I'll leave it. But uh, well, you know, we just had fun well, with it. If you did them, yeah, I mean, you know, like if if you did them now with everything, like it, you would get a re reaction. I mean, have you seen people with 
where, where they do videos, they're like buying a gun and they're like, which one is the best to like shoot a person? And, and, yeah, and, and take and down the most people in a crowd, like just trying yeah. like, things, things that should just get you immediately kicked out. <laughs> yeah. And the clerks will just be like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. And you're just like, wow, okay. Oh, and, and it is like you say, like there won't even be a reaction. And I was like, okay. and we, we were so surprised. And, and, you know, we would have things like convince somebody to change clothes with you in public. You know, and like extra points for how many articles of clothing, like, because, you know, shoes, shirt, okay, that's funny, but no, full on, like, just change the whole outfit with them, like, let's see if you can do it. Uh, um, you know, stage a rave in an elevator in a mall, uh, you know, uh, silly stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. We had a lot of fun with it, and, and, and this, is, this, is what, this is the kind of stuff I feel from, from watching yours. You, you, your videos have that as someone who made, who has made content like that, um, they just look like something that you had a blast doing. And that to me is, is catchable. You know, that that's why mm-hmm. I think people like this stuff the most is they, they can see themselves in it. They can see, Oh, wouldn't it, it, it maybe if I just had, you know, a little bit more, um, less fear of how I'll look in public. You said, you see, you like having the camera on you. Some people would never do this in a million years. Your, your old town road parody video is great. Um, oh yeah. That one was fun too. <laughs> people like that. People like that one a lot. Um, and oh man. Yeah. That one, I don't know. And there's like some of those, like that one ended up well. Cause that one ended up kind of like almost like a skit. So it was like, it, it had like a sequence and that's, a smart thing because some of my other videos I got accepted they they're just kind of random shots and random this this is and that um but that one worked out really well because it was like a sequence and and it was like yeah and we got all these people to be involved and that's the funny thing is man like it you get nervous and stuff but <clears throat> but people want to help you out and people want to collaborate with you and people want to like w- sometimes they want to be filmed too and it's just it's that easy that's the cool thing is how 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 cool people are about it. You even see like videos where people and and these are like, I haven't obviously ever done these, but where people go to like Trump rallies and stuff and they'll like ask some stupid questions, but they yep. always want to people, people want to be on the camera no matter what it is. You know, they'll be like, Oh, and, and they, yeah, they want to yeah. spill their beans about stuff. And that's the world is such a different place in that respect. Cause culturally we're just used to having cameras on us now where you know, 15, 20 years ago would have been like, I'm not talking to you. Get the camera out of my face. And now everybody's like, yeah, I'll tell you my home address and my job while I'm storming the Capitol. I was like, wait oh, a minute, absolutely. what? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and that, well, everything's, everything's free speech right now. And I heard a comedian that he was like, I don't remember what it was. Who was like? Who was like? There needs to be less free speech because everybody's been saying stupid shit, you know, something like yeah. Like it was, it was like obviously a joke, but I was like, yeah, you know, people have a lot of free speech, but when you put all with your dumbasses together in a room, they all talk, and then how can I get up? And that's not everybody, but no, but it's right. Yeah, definitely that on the internet. You are definitely free to say whatever you want, but man. You have a lot of ignorant things to say, don't you? <laughs> you yeah. <know>? <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, they'll do the work for you. They'll do the work for they, you. And, they uh, really do. They really do. And they just want that little teeny tiny bit of fame. And that that's why I think when you're, when you're trying to put out 
um, a good escape, like good happiness, good escape, good, like, like the stuff that you're doing. I think that, I think that people, um, people go to that. You know what I mean? People want that. It's not all just, you know, if, if the whole internet is not just people looking for something bad and negative to happen to somebody, people want to see somebody just trying to have a good time. And and the other thing I've noticed by, by the videos of yours that I watched, and this is you know, what I was saying earlier, you can put, you know, one of your videos next to the blockbuster one and you're almost a different character in each of them. Like you, you have a very good way of like, it's not just every video is you doing the exact same kind of, you know, rap gag that you do in the last blockbuster. And some of them, you know, it's, it's more heartfelt and it's more melodic. And then in some of them, it's, you know, kind of like a throwback, you know, like kind of beastie boys riff, you know, or something like that. And then, mm -hmm. so it's, it's just very cool to see, you know, that you're not just go, like you said, you're playing around with it and seeing what sticks rather than just going, this is, this is what I do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, that's just yeah that just comes naturally it's just i don't know what what it is but but yeah and i mean even like the the hire me you know kind of like the the police hire me one the old old town road parody just kind of like the nerd type that just can't get can't get a job can't really do anything because he can't function you know um or i mean yeah all the videos have been like that it's always been like uh i don't know almost like when i see uh jim carrey for example and and he's so over the top, like the humor. I, yep. It's almost like when I watched it, I was like, that's kind of like how I, uh, that's not my only sense of humor, but that's, that kind of where, that kind of, it seems like it's, that's kind of part of, of me too. And it doesn't always work with that the kind of comedian, but for me, yeah, that, I, I was like, that kind of naturally is like the, the over the top vibe. And, and so that's, I don't even think I was going for that in a lot of the videos, but it just happens. It's like, just exaggerate everything a little bit so that people are like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just over the top. <laughs> so that's what well, I like. And, and, and that, that catches people's eye because, you know, there's, there's no lack of, you know, videos of people, you know, making funny cracks and making funny rap songs and stuff like that. Right. But when you, when you, you know, like you said, you got the blockbuster thing in the last blockbuster one, but that's not the only video you have here that has a lot of views. Right. So it's, you know, people catch them and find them somehow. Right. And, you know, th this is, this is the thing I always, you know, you know, go with because measuring fame, <clears throat> quote unquote, on the internet or anything else is a hard thing to do. But when you have a hundred and some odd people subscribing to your channel, but your video gets viewed by over 7,000 people, that's, you know, it's not just your friends, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. that that's a really cool thing to see. And I always love to see things that I do, you know, when I'm no, okay, I got like, you know, 20 or 30 or a hundred or whatever diehard people that I know love what I do, but 2,000 people saw this. So then it's like, those 2000 people didn't, you know, just come here because they already knew I was making stuff. They found this or they were directed to it. And to think that they can find it with so much stuff out there is, is just such a cool thing. It's cool. To, it's a cool thing to be a part of, even if you're like a, a small part of it in the grand scheme of things. I just think it's fun putting stuff out there I, and let, yeah. letting it kind of stand on its own. Absolutely. And that's one of the challenges and one of the things I've been trying to figure out is how do you get people to it and how do you get people to watch it? Cause for example, one of the 
places I've been more successful on is when I just post something on Reddit. Right. Uh, in the right, if you put it in the right community, because the, the blockbuster one, you put it, you put that one in the right community, and it's like, well, of course, you put it in the blockbuster. There's a few of them, I think, but you put it yep. in a blockbuster community, and uh, you're gonna get a bunch of hits. And I think it was the Starbucks one. It was the same way. I got a bunch of hits on that because I kept putting that in, in like Starbucks communities. So I, that's one of the things. Yeah, if you have a community to build on, and then there's other ones that it's been way harder because I was like, well, I made this song, the song, and I don't know like what community it goes to. It kind of just, I just kind of just made it, you know. But that, so that's one of the things I've been, uh, I've been trying to figure out because once people, you know, people react to it so well the vast majority of them people react to them so well that it's it's like if you get it to the right people that's that's all it takes you just get it whatever even if it's a niche or whatever a niche or whatever but you get it to the right people and and they love it and if you make that connection and that's an extra step that i feel like i've i've i should take more often but if you make that connection where you just message somebody i've had people where they they like my videos and literally they just like them and I I literally I message them and I'm like hey I saw you like my video and uh, this was about Blockbuster or whatever or this video was about this and people are like oh I love that video and then they like just subscribe to my right. channel they follow and, me or whatever and that's the thing I've learned through like Twitter and doing these podcasts right I came into this figuring you know the way people get um, people on their shows or get people to like stuff where is all about like who you know and connections and everything but it's not anymore like like um celebrities quote unquote and i use that loosely because you know that that i, I don't it, you know it doesn't need to be a jim carrey to you know to come on my show but yeah, yeah. there's people up out there that i hold in that regard like someone like sandy for example you know does not have to respond to a cold call from a kid that lives in, you know, on the East coast of, of the country that does a show about blockbuster, but she understands the connecting with people, you know, she, th this is a little bubble that, that she's in right now that I hope she can, you know, live in forever, but you know, who, who knows, but like, you know, she was getting, you know, on uh, when, when, when she came on my show the first time, she's like, oh, you know, I got to schedule you in between an interview I'm doing with the New York Times and this and that. And I'm like, why in the world do you want to talk to me? And I said that mm -hmm. and I go, and I don't mean that to undermine you. I said, but, you know, your time. And she goes, look at she goes, that's that's a 10 or 15 minute conversation with someone that is only talking to me because this is the hot story right now. She goes, I love it. You kidding me? She goes, I can go around to my friends and family and be like, look at, I was in an article in the New York times, you know, where I was on CNN or what she goes, but a, a podcaster like you, she's that actually loves blockbuster and isn't here just because I'm popular right now. She goes, we're going to talk and, ha and have a friendship and have a good time. And I've, I've found that with like, you know, there's some horror movie directors and people that are up and coming out there that I've just cold called and been like, I would love to talk to you about your movie. And they just get back to me and go, absolutely. When do you want to do it? And I'm like, really? Like, it's that uh -huh. easy. And, and 10, 15 years ago, that would have been a full pod. That would have been like, you don't just cold call somebody, you know? And now it's just, if they don't want you to do it, they just don't answer. Like, what's the big deal? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, I think you're right. Like sometimes people just aren't like, and, and dude, I'm, I'm small potatoes, right? You know, I, I, I make podcasts, people like them, but people like my stuff enough that I've had that reaction. I've gone and shared something someone has done or responded to a message on YouTube on a video or, and 
I get these messages about like, oh my god, like, and and, and this is my thing on on. I have a show called Shooting the Shit, which is just this mm-hmm. show, but literally with no theme. I just say, come on, if like, it, think of it as like you know uh, the Late Show, right? Somebody's here. Do you have something to promote? No. Do you do something cool? Are you into video games? Are you into movies? We'll just talk, you know. And I'll anybody like. Do they have ten followers? Do they have forty thousand followers? I don't care. If someone goes, "Hey, Chris, I really like your stuff." My first response is, "You want to be on a show?" And they go, "What do you mean? Like, I could, I could be on your podcast? I've never been on a podcast." And they go, "Yeah, that's great." And three years ago, I had never done a podcast either. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And then, and then, yeah, I make all these friendships and connections and learn all this new stuff, and it's really cool. Absolutely, yeah, and and that's that's what you got to realize. I mean, sometimes it gets disheartening when you message people over and over again and yep. blah, blah blah, but but it's it's some people you know you you message them uh, you message them over and over again and then you know whatever like the fifth time they might reply to you not that i'm saying you should just continue to to hoard somebody's uh inbox but but yeah and then you can make connections with people that are on uh that like you mentioned like people that are somewhat celebrities but they might not be jim carrey or leonardo dicaprio or whatever but there's so many people that that you can actually connect with and and yeah I, I, you, you never know you never know until you try so it's always just about like you like like we're doing right now just taking action and and going yeah. for it because yeah. yeah the whole world is is out there for the taking and and i think looking at all the you know look at the negative stuff you know i mean it just shows up you don't even you don't even mean to look at it it just shows up in your face because everything's on the internet all the time so no matter what if you you scroll through whatever instagram tiktok or whatever and you're gonna get you can see anything but but the the true reality of people um i mean i i don't know i'm impressed by a lot of the things that a lot of people have done yeah Um, and, and some people use that for for bad but man you you see it more and more every day of what people are able to achieve that are just from their uh, from their bedroom or or whatever right so, oh cool. did, i don't know if you saw the thing going around today but there's some big uh controversy with directors arguing with each other over can a movie be filmed on an iphone and and that's the can a film be filmed on an iphone you know what i mean is you get that discourse and i i like responding to them with at a film festival this year i interviewed people that i watched their movie and didn't find out till i spoke with them about it that they made it on an iphone this movie is one of the most professional looking independent films i've ever seen and they filmed the whole thing on an iphone and i was blown away and they also improved most of the movie too. And so I always like to respond to that discourse today with, "Oh yeah, you should check this movie out because it's one of the best things I saw last year and it was literally three people in a car that made a movie with an iPhone." <laughs> you know? That yeah, you know, I mean you hit right at it right there cuz cuz that just shows that they that anybody can do it, you know, if they if they really work at it and I mean it doesn't matter. There, there could be the debate. There could be the debate about all this kind of stuff. Can you do this? Can you do that? In the end, if people watch it and and you made something good that people people like, then you can do it. You know, yeah, because it literally the, no kind of critic or anything else really matters at that point. And there's, you know, there's been obviously movies that critics have 
said are no good and they've made millions of dollars <laughs> and or, you know or they get revisited. in the end what matters or yeah, they, get they get revisited and people go oh yeah we were wrong <laughs> yeah i mean even i remember i don't know there's so many of them there's like i mean yeah i don't even i don't even I, there's so many examples that that well i mean like movies. like uh, one of my favorite examples um, of things like that is uh blade runner right which uh-huh. which which you know is has never been you know a massive crowd crowd pleaser money maker, but it became like this huge cult movie and everyone loves it and they made a sequel was one of the most critically trashed things ever when it came out and now it's like on the top one hundred you know best movies ever made lists like everywhere, <laughs> you know so it's I, I mean like Citizen Kane which is like you know that movie that everyone says is the best movie ever made was not yeah. well received when it first came out you know like it's it's just very funny how everything is subjective um and someone out there is going to like something you make even if it's even if you you know just made something really dumb or stupid or just an in joke for yourself someone out there is going to like it and um you know I feel like just putting content out there and trying to be positive and trying to be yourself and not, you know, not try to, uh, well, like you said, it's too hard to chase how quickly everything moves. So mm-hmm. if, if you, if you spend your whole time chasing that, you know, yeah, some people get lucky. Um, but some people, you know, just don't. So just be Andres, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be Chris. And then if, if people like it, they'll show up, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and do and do it if you love it because I I know I've tried to do things before write songs about something popular and I'm just like but well, I don't even know what I'm doing like it's not working and 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 it just doesn't make any sense you can make things about things that are popular but you have to do it in your way 100 even if it's weird and honestly the weirder it is probably the better because people are going to be like well I didn't expect that yes um, exactly yeah I mean right I mean, another example keep so. going keep going keep going. <laughs> No, another example is like the, I don't know how this movie was received when it just came out, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example, that nope. that I mean that one, I don't remember what budget he made it off of, but it was it was really low, and um uh, and and nobody had really made a movie like that before, and uh, and I mean this, I don't know, like a lot of horror movies like that, some of them are terrible. I mean, just like the whatever that one, like Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> and I'm like oh, talking about like disgusting God. things. <laughs> Woo-hoo! But, but nobody had ever made a movie like that before. So that's the whole that's the whole thing is like, okay, so that was a crazy idea, like the craziest idea he could come up with. And no matter what people think about the movie or how disgusting it is or how morally right or wrong, it worked. And when you have those ideas in your head and you're like, should I do this or is it like too weird or is it too risky? You just go just ahead do and it. do them because because that's the stuff that's probably going to work and it's going to be the best. Hell yeah! And and that that brings me back full circle because um you know I don't want to keep you forever but I yet again I found somebody that we could just talk forever because I, I I think uh I think we're we're aligned in, in a lot of our our stuff here but uh what was the um. You know, you you said you wanted to make a video about Blockbuster, you know, because you saw it, it was in the news, it was a big thing, that's, that, that's awesome. What was your inspiration uh, for for the song? And, and, I, and I say this because, you know, because what you do is so varied, you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, everything is just 
you know, one type of one type of rap or one type of parody or one type of this. So was there a particular song that like inspired the type of song you did for this? Or is it just now that's what happened when I started throwing uh, lyrics down on the page? Well, I think it was. I mean, it's 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 in the similar vein of the one that I made, Fresh Tuna. Like, it's the same yep. type of funny beat. And I think for these, I've just looked up, like, sometimes I just look up funny beat. <laughs> and then I just sift through some. And then it's always, like, the like the bells and whistles and the thing that's, like, super, like over-the-top happy kind of thing. I think this beat even had, like, some kids cheering in the background and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that the over-the-top, like, happy you know and i don't i'm really not that type of person that i'm just over that top happy in my normal life but somehow this this kind of takes it, it pulls it out of me and but the the what inspired what inspired me to make it yeah i mean partly it was just looking for ideas thinking of ideas obviously you know harkening back to to when i was able to go to blockbuster and i was a kid knowing that it was such a big deal not just for me, but for so many people. Um, and that it was the last one that it was in Oregon. And then, yeah, partly, like I said, you know, it was in the news and everything. And I was just like, this is the perfect opportunity. And, and, and the way I made it. Yeah. I don't think it was any certain song. It was just like my own style of. No, cool. Cool. Of it. And somehow, somehow the lyrics just came out. Like, you know, I listened, I watched it the other day and I was like, I made a lot of songs. Um, but this one somehow the lyrics just ended up like perfect. <laughs> well, they're like, really good, and that that's why yeah. you know and it's you know it's got that you know the the way the, the way you do the the opening you know like talking over the beat you know kind of like the the, the hype man for your own song you know <laughs> like where am I <laughs> you know and I'm like all right this is cool like this has like and then uh you know it, it goes into like that slower thing and then you you know you go into like the fast the fast rap and it just it's it. It's really cool because you said it's it's happy. The song is just happy, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's it, it has a little bit of a cringe thing and a tongue in cheek and a <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that that's what makes it great, you know. And and for and Christ, man, you're you're on you're on a Blu-ray forever, you know. And I know that that's less permanent, it's seeming than than the internet now. But someone you know is going to go to that store and buy or rent uh -huh. that movie and, and your video uh, is on there man they're gonna watch it i know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, so a, that's a funny cool. thing and i don't know another cool thing when when you get to watch it there's a there's a kid um who worked at a blockbuster that closed i forget what state it was in but they got him his story a little like quick snippet video on where he was in a ska band and held like oh. a ska punk show in their store as it was wow. closing, you know, like they yeah. like, so the video is like the shelves are like half full and like, you know, some of the walls are already knocked down and they just have, they play this ska show there. And I'm like this, I love that Taylor and Zeke were able to find this stuff and put it on this thing. You know, um, it, it's like a little time capsule. Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. The amount of work and, and the amount of, I, I, like I said, I still need to watch the movie, but just from what I've seen, the amount of, work and all the people that they were able to get involved in the movie that they were able to do that and in the end man i mean i think everybody just wants to have that that feeling of 
of just being able, that feeling. It was really simple, but just being able to rent a movie and then go home and watch it and like eat popcorn or whatever. And people yep. do that with Netflix and everything right now, but people are so easily distracted. Like, I mean, some people are great to watch an entire movie, but <laughs> a lot of people Whoa. can't even seem to do that anymore. And and I think people remember that stuff too. Like, you know, you hit just... the nail on the head there, and that that's something that comes up on this show a lot is is the difference in the experience. Me, I. I, I sit down and use Netflix the way that I would use Blockbuster. So I turn a movie on, I commit to it, and I watch it. But most people were just out. They went to Blockbuster because that's what you did on a Friday. There there wasn't like a particular thing in mind. They'd go, they'd rent a movie. And when you have to commit to it and take it in your hands and walk home and put it in your DVD player, you've now made a transaction. You know, people don't see Netflix as a transaction because they're paying for it monthly. Yeah, paying for so it. So it's no just what. like you start a movie that might not have been your cup of tea. It might not even be a bad Move movie. On. It's just like I'm not in the mood for this now. And you turn it off and you'll probably never go back to that movie. But with Blockbuster, you'd take it home and you at least have to go, you know what? I at least have to try to make it through this. And then you might end up seeing something you never would have ever tried. Uh, and it. it, it even if it sucks, you're just you're even if still it sucks, like, even you if watch it the whole thing. And exactly. Yeah, there's some great things about having you know so many options, but it's debate. It's definitely debatable, and I would probably debate against it having made people actually happier. I don't think it actually has because we have like they talk about like the paradox of choice. I mean, just having too many choices, and you know, I, I think that we. I think that we need, we all need to be aware of how good we have it and how lucky we have it because we, we have all those choices and we can make stuff like this and we can do whatever we want. And we need to realize that, that we don't need to do, you know, I mean, with the job thing, for example, you know, I won't go on a rant about my job, <laughs> but, but, um, uh, but, you know, just giving like you, you work for example, a year, two years, whatever you work, for a company and that's fine and 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 i've done that and i'll probably continue to do that eventually but i'm like oh, i'll take some time off where i can maybe create some of my own things or make work for myself even you know because it really isn't that crazy anymore you can put something you can go to like fiverr.com and like do some do something for somebody and get paid you know 10 yeah. 15 25 bucks an hour or whatever and maybe that's what you love doing and it was just that easy that you could do it and i really I, I, yeah it's i'm really big on that now where you know it's not like uh you know i don't mean like you're gonna be your own boss and become rich and you know but yes i am like, an entrepreneur i'm a professional yeah. entrepreneur yeah it's not, it's not even that it's just the fact that people need to see that you, i don't know the 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 possibilities have definitely opened up um, it's it's still not easy, and it still takes a lot of of something and knowing the right right things to do. But man, you only live. Let's say you only live once. Yolo. <laughs> Yolo. But, no, but no, you 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 hit on a really good point. Of I think the 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 thing that I try to impress upon you know myself and others, and I hope everyone can find this is find find the thing that pays your bills that is easy. And I don't mean that's lazy or done that. Find the thing that pays the bills that like, it's just, you know, it doesn't have to go into the same box that it used to need to be. We, we spend this, this time culturally saying that work needs to be difficult. 
Do you know what I mean? It needs to be something that's a struggle. It needs to be something that's a sacrifice. It needs to be something that takes something from you. And I don't think that's the case. I think that if you, yeah, maybe, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and sometimes you just end up in a job that, you know, is going to be physically demanding and awful. I mean, how, how many people, you know, signed up to be, you know, nurses that knew it was going to be hard and, you know, ended up in the middle of a freaking pandemic, right? You know, you just don't know oh, what's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, to some people, that job is really easy. And I don't mean easy in that it's not challenging, but uh, easy in that they love to do it so much that yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not a thing for them to do it. And I think there's so many more opportunities. Like you said, you go on to something and find, no, I literally... Like there's people out there that make their whole career editing books for people online and have never stepped foot in an office in their life. And you know what? That's legitimate work, legitimate it work is. that's out there. I, I had um Graham McNeil on my other show, which could very well be one of the biggest named people just in, as far as what, how, how well known he is in his community. He he writes he writes Warhammer lore on um, the, the game Warhammer, um, which is like the tabletop, okay. like Dungeons and Dragons, but with you know, um, giant models that you build. It's a huge money-making oh, thing. Oh, wow. I just, looked, through, I just yeah. looked him up on Google. Yeah. This is crazy. And, and I had him on, on my show, and he literally he said, he goes, he was an architect, and there was a uh, coffee shop, like, bookstore under his architecture firm where he worked, and he wa- would go in there on his lunch break, and he dabbled in playing, you know, war games and stuff with his friends outside of work, and he put in an application with... Games Workshop, which was the company through that, and got a job, you know, doing like, you know, lore writing or whatever, and then mm-hmm. quit his architecture job and did that full time. And now he's a New York Times bestselling author and works for uh, um, Riot Games. Like he's one of the writers of League uh-huh. of Legends. Like that's oh, what wow. he does now. You know what I mean? And it's just like, <sighs> right? And, yeah. and, 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 you know, he, he, he understands how privileged that is. Like it's not like, he woke up one day and said, I'm going to be a writer doing this for the rest of my life, you know, but at the same time, you're right. If just try it, do it. And you know, the, you only live once thing is kind of important. If some, you know, my brother is an online film critic and a lot of people go, well, you know, well, whatever, you know, Bob should have aspired to do this or that, the other thing, but it's like, no, no, no. And even he says, he goes, he always wanted to be like this, big like video like personality make movies kind of a guy but what he's really great at is journalism but journalism comes so easy to him that he went and tweaked it and turned journalism into like this he was one of like the first people to do you know like the the youtube like movie critic thing and exploded for him and that's his whole career he makes a very good living wage you know off of being an online movie critic in boston that's awesome him you know, and but it, you know the the world is kind of there that if you do it right, you can shape the thing that comes easy to you, or the thing that at least you enjoy doing to the point where the the sacrifice is worth it. You know, but like you said, yeah. working for a headhunter firm, if 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 finding, because I know a lot of people that do that work, find finding peers uh-huh. and talking to people all day long that are out of work and can't find the right fit. That that's if if you're not the right person for that, that's soul crushing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I'll, I'll agree with that one. You no, know, and and that and that, it just doesn't it can't it can take away your positive outlook on things, 
right? Oh, if that's no. what you see all day long. Yeah, you know, you see people with so many problems and all yeah. this, and I've, I, oh, it's, it's made me pretty cynical where I'm just, you know, and it's, and I'm really not like that, but something about work makes me like that because it's so, um, I don't mean it to be transactional, but it's become to an extent transactional because I have so much work I have, I've had to do. Now I'm going to, you know, move on, but I've had so much work on my plate where it's just like, I really do not care about your problems. <laughs> like it is like, no, I, right, right. And then you and get I'm totally as a person, I'm like, I'm sure I'll listen to your, your, to you talk. I know you do get like that. You'll get like, they'll be like, Oh, I had this, you know, it's terrible, but they'll be like, I had this family member die. I can't go to work. And I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> it's like this client's no. going to get pissed at me. And it's like, what, why, why would I say that? You know? No, but you're absolutely uh, right. And, and, and that's, that's, I think the, you know, most important thing. I think if your job forces for, if your job bleeds into your personal life and causes you to not be able to be empathetic to people, that's a really hard, I mean, em- empathy is a hard thing anyway yeah. for a lot of people, right? But I, I find that sometimes I have to check myself with my day job and go, wow, I'm I'm treating everybody like a coworker that's, you know, n- that's not pulling their weight. I got to stop that. Like, you know, I, and that, that's why I love doing these shows is this is all about human interest, right? I, I can talk to people. All, there, there's rarely ever um, a situation where I'm getting in a disagreement with someone on here, but even if we do, it's none of it has any bearing on us making money or our career or anything. So we, you know, it, it's not like a Twitter discourse where you're sniping people behind your computer. Oh, I got him good. Yeah. You know, it's no, we're, we're, we're two buddies having a good time. You know, we're not going to walk away upset at each other, you know, and it's, it's, I love that. I love doing this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. And, and that's just, you know, recently that's what I've realized. It's you, you, you don't have to, you know, things don't have to be hard. It's like, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy. I was able, I've been able to connect with you, man. Cause. Oh, me um, too, dude. This is great. Cause, yeah, no. And it's good that, you know everything you've told me like i mean you've been able to create and all this content you've been able to put out and even at the start when you were talking about you know these people uh supported you and and that kind of thing you know with whatever 10 15 dollars or even just you know because they like your program um you know that's great to hear and and then it, it is something that's just so kind of random to be honest like like have a talk buster podcast i had no idea that existed and then shamim was like hey talk buster podcast talk buster and i was like what is that even like yeah i have no idea what you're talking about you know shamim will will carry the torch god the people and and i want to thank thank shamim for for connecting us even though uh, but the the people he knows and contacts and connects are I mean we we could we could do a whole podcast about who he knows and who he can get in contact with the the guy just uh he he what talking about those cold calls and not not like being worried he has he has no shame in it it's just like no I'm just gonna oh. ask this guy and and he and does it and they answer <laughs> that's so true and I mean well Shamit's completely different because I feel like you know there are people like me that you probably feel a little bit nervous and then you'll still do it anyways. I don't know if he even feels nervous. You know, I feel no. like he just doesn't. No, you know, I he feel just like doesn't he have that feeling. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. How do I get to that point where I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's awesome because that's like the 
I don't know. That's the kind of how it should be um, in certain areas. It is. So, people shouldn't be afraid to talk to people. That's that's where and, and and this comes from a guy who's terrified to talk to people. This show has been a big help for me because me talking to strangers <laughs> or, you know, just like uh, now I, I can go to a convention, you know, and stuff and like f- walk up to a celebrity and just be like, hey, what's going on? And back in I, I would never have done that, you know, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, for 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 the sake of saying, I think I'd love to have you back on and talk more. And I especially can't wait to see that Mayor McCheese video. That's gonna be oh, amazing. that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, but I wanted good. to I wanted to give you uh, the, the 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 microphone now to to plug your stuff, even though we've been talking about it the whole time. But you know, tell people where to go and give a shout out and say anything you want. The 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 day is yours, sir, or the night, or whenever it is in Bend right now. What is it? Ten p.m. Something like that. Oh, and I'm actually or in Portland, Eugene. I'm about three hours. I'm, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Portland. I'm about three hours from Bend. Um, and it is 11, 20, 11, oh, 18 p.m. Right, daylight savings. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah. And, um, well, yeah, I'm just happy that I was able to be part of this show uh, on YouTube. I show up as Fresh Tuna. Probably if you just look for Fresh Tuna, you're probably just going to find the fish. So, looking for one of my music videos. If you just look fresh tuna music video or um, fresh tuna, the last blockbuster that'll show up immediately because nobody else has done those before. Uh, I make videos like the last blockbuster, that music video about the last blockbuster all the time. I am ramping up production for more things. I got a mayor McCheese video coming out soon and that's going to be in a McDonald's and that's going to be crazy. But uh, I just want to, you know, create a bigger community and I'd love for anyone to reach out. I'd love to speak to anyone who may be interested. Uh, and I'm willing to, you know, do just <laughs> do just about anything. I was crazy, but connect with just about anybody and take ideas from anyone and, and just make a community out of it. So if you're ever interested in just seeing something that'll make you laugh and have a good time, definitely check out my YouTube page. My Instagram is actually just my name. So that'd be Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S. That's Andres Mullen. So A-N-D-R-E-S underscore Mullen. And Mullen is M-U-L-L-E-N. Uh, so you can find me on there. I mean, you can find, I think it's the same one on for TikTok. So on TikTok too, everywhere, man. So yeah, I mean, if you love Blockbuster or if you just love funny, cringy music videos and... Uh, stuff like that. I mean, hit me up and I will definitely get back to you just like I did with Chris, just like I did with Shamim and, you know, anybody who hits me up, definitely. Awesome. It's so good to talk to you. And those, if you're listening to this on whatever podcast channel you're listening to this on, because my stuff ends up in more places than I even know that I put it, which is really cool. The description will have links to all that stuff in it too, um, because I'm just that kind of guy. Um, so Andres, I want to thank you again for, for coming on and I hope, I hope we, we stay in touch and I can't wait to see what else you have coming and, uh, um, thank you for being here and thank you all for making it a talk buster night or day or whenever you're listening to this and please be kind. Rewind. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.